Welcome to the Locked On Yankees podcast, which is part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm Stacey Gotsoulias, and I'm the host of Locked On Yankees. You can follow me on Twitter, at Stace Gotts, or at the Locked On Yankees handle. Please feel free to tweet questions or comments to either account. In fact, I encourage it because the offseason is boring and I need help with ideas <laughs> for recording this show. So any help would be appreciated. If you're a new listener, hello and welcome. If you're a returning listener, welcome back. I hope you all enjoy today's episode. There is not much to talk about with regards to the Yankees. Because one, it's the offseason. Two, there's not much happening. And three, it's the offseason. But there is is something going on that kind of involves the Yankees. I'm referring to the Astros cheating scandal, which uh, we discovered this weekend goes way beyond banging a trash can right outside the dugout. We'll get into that and we'll get into more. But first, you can get Locked On Yankees and all other Locked On podcasts straight to your phone in Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Himalaya, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever else you get your podcasts. There are plenty of places. And when you get into your car, you can tell your smart device to play podcast Locked on Yankees. So as I said, it's the offseason. It's slow. There's not a lot happening directly with the Yankees. Um, Lots of trade scenarios going around. I saw one this morning that people were making fun of. Um, I'll talk about that in a bit. Um, There's a possibility that Didi Gregorius could return to the Yankees in 2020, even though he's a free agent right now. I saw people saying that it's possible he could go back to the Reds. Lots of stuff going on in that way. You know, it's that time of the offseason where when there's nothing really happening, people will come up with trade scenarios. And when I was a full-time writer, I never liked doing that because I was always afraid of what I saw this morning. (laughs) When people write about trade scenarios and everyone on Twitter makes fun of them, that was one of my biggest fears. And I was always thankful that my editors at certain places, like FanRag especially, would never try to make me do trade scenarios. I would sometimes try and predict where players would end up, but I would never be able to come up with a trade package because, again... Your fear as a writer, at least for me, and especially being a woman, was that if I came up with a trade scenario, people would just rip me to shreds and and then turn the whole thing into a sexist issue where you shouldn't be writing about baseball because you're a girl. So yeah, no, I'm not into that at all. Um, so the other, or the big news, I should say, the Astros cheating scandal, it was revealed over the weekend that in August of 2017, as the Astros prepared for the playoffs, a front office executive expressed the Astros' desire to steal signs in an email. Now, the Athletic obtained this email, and the executive basically asked Astros scouts to try and steal signs from the stands and suggested that cameras could be used to do it. This is amazing to me. A lot of people are saying, you know, stealing signs is a thing that everyone does. And it is. But when you take it to the level where you want cameras involved, that's a problem. It's one thing for a player to be standing on second and seeing the catcher hold down his hand and fingers for the signs and then kind of relaying it in some way to the batter. It's a whole different ballgame 
excuse me, when you're involving cameras and Apple watches and dugout phones, possibly dugout, um, not dugout, bullpen TVs, like it's a whole, that's just, that's beyond the pale. So this is what the email said. One thing in specific we are looking for is picking up signs coming out of the dugout. What we are looking for is how much we can see, how we would log things, if we need cameras slash binoculars, etc. So go to game, see what you can or cannot do, and report your findings. So the email itself is not proof that they actually stole signs illegally, but it was revealed right after it was reported that the Astros used a center field camera at Minute Maid Park that was fixed on the opposing catcher's signs. And not only that, the whole trash can banging thing came out from 2017. And apparently now there's proof that there was someone stationed right outside the Astros dugout, right ahead of the stairs that lead to the clubhouse, there's a fold-up table, a fold-up chair, a laptop on this dingy table, and a garbage can right next to it. Astro fans are claiming that that's the replay guy that looks at the challenges, but that's not where they sit. They're back in the clubhouse. Each clubhouse has a special room that these guys sit in. That's why the uh, managers are on the phone with these people, to see if they need to challenge a play. So it's just so hilarious to me that the Astros were so blatantly doing something not quite right. And now it's all coming out. And I I just, I find the whole thing hilarious. I think the Astros downfall has been so much fun to watch, um, especially as a fan of the Yankees, not just because they keep beating the Yankees in the playoffs. You know, while that's annoying, I just find it so funny because it's not only Yankee fans, Dodger fans, and Red Sox fans who don't like the Astros anymore. It's everyone else in baseball. Remember to get this show every day. Subscribe in Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Himalaya, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever else you get your podcasts. And when you get into your car, you can tell your smart device to play podcast Locked on Yankees. Guys, let's talk about sex. Remember the days when you were always ready to go? You would stride to the plate and hit a first pitch home run every time. Well, now you can return to your glory days, increase your performance, and get that extra confidence in bed. BlueChew.com. That's blue, like the color blue. Blue Chew brings you the first chewable with the same FDA-approved active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, so you know they work. Just think of it as a PED that won't get you suspended. You can take them anytime, day or night, even on a full stomach. Though I wouldn't take them on the subway because they're chewable and they work up to twice as fast as a pill. But if you want your lady to take a fun, long ride on the D train, Blue Chew is for you. Now this isn't just for guys who can't perform, it's for any guy who wants extra function to enhance their performance in the bedroom. Blue Chew is prescribed online and shipped straight to your door in a discreet package. So no in-person doctor's visit, no waiting in the pharmacy, and best of all, no more awkwardness. And what's more, Blue Chew is cheaper than a pharmacy. Right now, we've got a special deal for our listeners. Visit BlueChew.com and get your first shipment free when you use our special promo code MLB. Just pay $5 for shipping. Again, that's B-L-U-E-Chew.com, promo code MLB to try it for free. BlueChew is the better, cheaper, faster choice, and we thank them for sponsoring the podcast. So as I mentioned, 
it's the off season, but it's the boring part of the off season. The GM meetings happened. The winter meetings haven't happened. So there's not a lot of stuff going on. And people are coming up with crazy trade scenarios. Other people are trying to figure out where free agents will land. You know, will the Yankees get Garrett Cole or Steven Strasburg? And if they don't get either of those players, will they go after someone like a Zach Wheeler or Madison Bumgarner? You know, even if you go to Yankees.com, the first story is inbox story where Brian Hoke is answering questions, which I'll read off some of them because they're interesting. But the second story is Yankees name Matt Blake pitching coach, which I told you guys that last week. So there really isn't a lot of stuff happening. I just accidentally clicked on the Astros website. That's kind of funny and strange considering everything that's happening. Oh, by the way, you know, I had mentioned those emails from the Astros executive to the scouts and telling them to try and see if they can find ways of stealing signs. The person who did that was former baseball prospectus writer Kevin Goldstein. Now that is a big deal. The athletics report didn't name Goldstein, but Jeff Passan named him. (laughs) Goldstein is currently a special assistant to Jeff Lunau. Goldstein joined the Astros front office in 2012 as pro scouting coordinator. He's written for Baseball Prospectus, ESPN.com, and Baseball America. So that was a big deal because Kevin Goldstein, you know, was one of those people that you looked up to when, you know, when I was first starting to write earlier in this decade, you know, Baseball Prospectus was like that shining beacon And baseball prospectus was that unattainable goal for me. You know, back in 2011 and 2012, I never thought in my wildest dreams that I would ever write for baseball prospectus. And then in 2016, I was lucky enough to write for BP Bronx. And then in 2017, they asked me to write for BP Proper. Kevin Goldstein was one of those people that you looked up to as an expert in baseball. So to see him be one of the people embroiled in this controversy, a lot of people in the, in the baseball writing, stats writing community, so a lot of people at BP, a lot of people at Fangraphs, they're all really disappointed in Kevin Goldstein right now because a lot of people looked up to him. I looked up to him. Him, Christina Carl, Joe Sheehan, like just, you know, there were those people that in the baseball writing world in that stats bubble that you looked up to and you wanted to be like. And Goldstein was one of them. So this is just a really disappointing time for everyone in stats writing. You know, it was earlier this year when the charges were brought up against Jonah Carey for his domestic violence incident or incidents, because I think there were a couple of them. You know, it's not as bad as that. And it's not as bad as, um, you know, what Brandon Taubman did during the playoffs. That whole incident, that was pretty bad, too. You know, the Goldstein thing isn't as bad, but it's disappointing. And there are a lot of disappointed people who kind of can't believe he would do something like that. Then you have other people who on Twitter were saying, I'm not that shocked that he would do that. (laughs) 
you know, I didn't know Kevin that well. We followed each other for a while. And then when he started working for the Astros, he unfollowed me on Twitter, which fine, whatever. A lot of people unfollow me on Twitter. I'm a bit much. You have to have a certain personality to deal with my tweeting, you know, so I didn't hold a grudge against him. But I did jokingly write a tweet yesterday saying, hmm, maybe it's not such a bad thing that that baseball executive unfollowed me on Twitter. And a couple of people who know him well didn't appreciate that joke. And I had to explain to them that it was, in fact, a joke. So it's just a whole, it's a whole big mess. Um, I feel like this is the tip of the iceberg, though. I feel like we're going to find out a lot more about just how involved this Houston scheme was. And like I said earlier in the podcast, I cannot wait. It is going to be juicy. And also, like I said earlier in the show, sign stealing is something that's always happened in baseball. It's just the way they went about it and how nefarious the plot was (laughs) using cameras and using trash can banging and whistling. Um, MLB did investigate the whistling that the Yankees thought they heard during the ALCS. So it's just, it's a whole mess. And again, like I said, I'm enjoying every second of this. I'm enjoying the downfall of the Houston Astros. It's a lot of fun to witness. As I mentioned, Brian Hoke answered some questions from Yankee fans, so I will go quickly through them just to let you know what he thinks is going to happen this offseason. Bill P. of Hopewell Junction asked, what is the vision for the infield next season? Is a deal with Didi Gregorius still possible? Brian Hoke said that if the Yankees had to get a team on the field today, Brian Cashman said that they would be confident in what they have in-house. So that group would mean Gleyber Torres at short, DJ LeMahieu at second, Gio Urshela or Miguel Andujar at third, Luke Voigt, Greg Bird, or Mike Ford at first. Gregorius's preference is to stay with the Yankees, because why would you want to leave the Yankees? But It looks like the Yankees will allow him to test free agency. And as I said earlier, there were rumblings about him possibly returning to the Reds. But I don't know. There's a chance you'll see DD back in pinstripes. Aaron F. asked, should we expect a Brett Gardner deal to be announced? Is there a chance he goes elsewhere? Now, there is mutual interest, according to Hoke, and that Gardner and the Yankees should find common ground eventually. So he earned $9.5 million in 2019. That included a $2 million buyout of his previous contract. Gardner had a career year in 2019. So I would think that they're going to do a one-year deal like they did with CeCe. I don't see Brett Gardner in any other uniform but Yankee pinstripes. Chris N. asks, how much value does Miguel Andujar have as a trade piece? Cashman has said that he has received numerous trade inquiries regarding Andujar. He's still young. He's turning 25 in March. He's really good offensively. It's his defense that's an issue. Um, Going into spring training, third base will be Gio Urshela's job to lose. So I don't know. It doesn't really answer here, but I could see Andujar being used as a trade piece to get someone like maybe Corey Kluber, someone like that. One thing before I go, I just wanted to explain why I haven't been recording regularly. I use Audacity to record, and it has not worked for me for about two weeks now. So I downloaded a different program. I'm learning how to use it. So if my voice sounds different, that's why. I'm still learning on this new system. And then editing in Audacity, because I don't know how to edit 
in this new system that I'm using to record. Podcasting is so much fun, guys. It really is. Um, but I want to thank you for your patience and just let you know what was happening. So we'll be back to regularly recording. You will hear my voice five times this week, next week, and every week until opening day. Fingers crossed. So I just wanted to let you know about that. So that's it for this episode of Locked On Yankees, which is part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'd like to remind you that you can subscribe to the show in Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Himalaya, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever else you get your podcasts. Again, there are so many new places where you can find Locked On Yankees. And when you get into your car, you can tell your smart device to play podcast Locked On Yankees. One last thing, if you could be so kind, please rate this podcast and spread the word about this podcast to your fellow Yankee fans or fans of other teams. I have Red Sox fans listening to me, Blue Jays fans listening to me, Giants fans listening to me. So, hey, anyone new would be appreciated. So enjoy your Monday, and hopefully there'll be more stuff to talk about tomorrow. Tomorrow.